0: You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching.
1: How you doing everybody and welcome to the tonight's podcast. I'm Isaac along with tonight brother Stephen Terrio and brother Kenny Flemings from Cross Point Church in Abbeville, Louisiana. Um, brother Daniel and Bo- brother Anthony are off tonight. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk a couple of things about youth ministry tonight as we get ready for our youth event that's coming up. Uh, how y'all doing gentlemen? And welcome to the podcast.
0: Doing great. Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having
2: us. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here, man. Uh,
1: I know y'all in the boondocks, you know, Abbeville isn't that much bigger than Henderson, but, uh, you know, at least we got the eye over here.
0: And hey, we got a red light though.
1: Yeah, y'all do. Y'all yeah. do. <laughs> we upgraded though. We went to roundabouts. Oh yeah. You got us beat. Yeah, yo, we you know that's the new fad now for the for the federal government. Let's build roundabouts. Fixed we still everything. can't beat Bro Bridge though, man. Bro Bridge got like two or three of them now. So, but uh, anyway, <laughs> I wanted to say, thank y'all guys for coming on. Uh, I got a couple of announcements to make before we get going um, on the podcast. Wherever y'all listening to, if it's Apple, Spotify, um, Google, go ahead and like and subscribe. To our podcast, go ahead and leave us a review. The reason we ask for that is it gets our podcast out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it is it suggests it to other people that kind of like our podcast. So um, just go ahead and like and subscribe. <clears throat> go check us out on Facebook at Brothers Just Searching Podcast. We have that podcast Facebook for a reason. It helps us. We get our new podcast out. We share links to churches. We share Brother Anthony's book, and we just, we give some edifying, uh, updates on there. Like brother Daniel, the other day, brother Daniel shared a Facebook live and we went ahead and we put it on the podcast, Facebook page It reaches out to all our followers. Also, um, our main church that we are associated with on brother, just searching is new beginning fellowship church. We have a live stream for the pod, um, for their services. Uh, March fire is tomorrow. we got got um, a minister every Wednesday night coming. If you're in the Bro Bridge area, just come check us out at 519 Parkway Drive. While I'm on the subject of churches, Brother uh, Kenny, why don't you go ahead and give your church information out as well?
0: Okay, thank you. We're uh, at Crosspoint Church. <laughs> our, we're located 1631 South State Street in Abbeville, uh, right on down State, State Street. Um, we have a midweek Bible study at 630 on Wednesday night. Um, and our regular Sunday morning worship is at 1030. So we invite anybody out there, uh, come check us out. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, do a search on Cross Point Church in Abbeville. Or our website is cross-point.church. And point has an E on the end of it.
1: Amen. And y'all Church of God, correct?
0: We are We are a Church of God church.
1: Amen. Well, and that's that's the beauty about, about the message of the cross, you know. I'm going to bring that point out right now. Um, a few weeks ago, we had a minister that uh, is a Baptist minister in a Baptist church in Bro Bridge believes in the message of the Holy spirit and believes in the message of the cross. Amen. And we sat down with him and we have a, a testimony for Saturday night. A couple of churches teamed up to go ahead and put this together at cross point. So a, we're in unity because we have the same message. We're all equal at the cross. Amen. We preach Christ crucified. Amen. Also, as I said earlier, my brother's uh, book, the new kingdom with Liberty man and the evil stone. It is on Amazon. If you want to go ahead and get a copy of that book, go to Amazon and type up Anthony Hayes and the title of the book that just said, we're going to go, uh, should send you right to it. If you uh, have any problems with that, go on our Facebook page and send us a message and we're going to go ahead and get that information out to you. Brother Daniel said it last week, everybody. Um, if you have questions on anything that we talk about on this podcast, go ahead and send it to us through our Facebook page. We dealt with a lot of things last week. If you're listening and you're a faithful listener and have a question, just send us that through Facebook or send us an email at il 777 romans 13 at yahoo.com. So, all right, guys, as y'all here tonight, <clears throat> as we say, I'm going to say again, thank y'all. Um... This Saturday night is a, a, a very important night. About a month and a half ago, Stephen went ahead and got got a hold of me. And um, we used to be part of the same ministry in the roles where it's somewhat different. You you became a youth pastor at Cross Point, but I'm still in music ministry at New Beginnings. But you came up to me and you said, look, the Lord allowed me to be a minister. But Kenny uh, came up to Stephen and said, look, let's start getting the ball rolling for a youth ministry. And this is y'all. This is not a youth rally. This is y'all kickoff service. Yes, for correct. this youth rally, uh, for this youth service, and uh, we teamed up. Um, we have four churches involved, especially with the worship team: two from New Beginnings, two from Cross Point, two from Jesus Worship Center in Lafayette, Louisiana, and one person from Cotone School Gospel Church in Saint Martinville. Praise We're the Lord. We all united, in the, I didn't know you knew that. Huh? Yeah, that's right. So, um, God has opened doors for us. So we thought we would talk about that event tonight, but we're going to also go deal with the youth in the church. Now, with Brother Daniel and Brother Anthony, we went ahead and we started talking about bell worship and things coming into the church. So we're going to go ahead and continue kind of on those same paths, but we're just going to talk about youth ministries and the dangers of what the youth is facing today, because guys, as y'all know, I'm only 27, I'm real young compared to y'all guys, and A couple of years ago, I didn't even face this as a young person. So we're going to go ahead and start dealing with that. What, what, for this youth rally, what is your main focus for the 21st?
2: We just want to get the young people in and get them to come in and just see young folk have a heart to, to worship and praise God. We just want to lift up Jesus. We want to, we want to see the young people, a move of God in the, in the hearts and lives of, of the young folks, you know, that there's too much influence in, in the wrong direction i think it's it's all over the television it's on the radios you know it's even in in most youth groups youth groups in most church houses you know uh they they just they don't have a, a proper understanding on how to disciple the people you know you you try to institute a lot of uh programs and, and what have you you know we just we just want to lift up christ you know the message of the cross is the power of god and and it's the same thing in our lives it's got to be in the lives of the young people as well you know because they face many many challenges in, in these days much more than i faced in the in the 90s growing up you know
1: yeah well it goes to the same thing like i said a while ago i i grew up i was born in the 90s and and living in the late 90s to the early 2000s thank god i had Youth conferences like IYC at Brother Swaggers, and I had a good, a few good youth ministers to help me walk through. Now, it helped out that I was in a Christian home, but I still had to face the world even as a Christian growing up. Now, like I said, I was homeschooled. I was raised in the church. I've been in ministry since I'm the age of 13. So God has God has allowed me to be shielded a lot, but there's a lot of kids out there that's not shielded. Like that and look a lot of people ask me well did you like being shielded? at the time no but it paid to my ven- benefit because i've stayed in the message of what Jesus Christ done at the cross right and i grew up into that and that's what helped us out
0: what you find in, uh unfortunately <clears throat> in a lot of churches is youth ministry and i'm coming from the position of a past senior pastor youth ministry is just get the kids away mm-hmm. put them in another room another building babysit them give them pizza and kool-aid and let them run wild and too many churches are, are doing that, not training up their children, not bringing the word to them, uh, not discipling them, not, uh, evangelizing them. And they're, they're lost. You've got youth. We pastored in California and uh, our church, uh, my wife took part, was part of a ministry for teen moms. Our youth group in our church was the only youth group in our area that had a nursery. Wow. I mean, these are teen, yeah. young teens with babies. And uh, we went, we were going to a uh, youth camp uh, that the denomination that we were a part of at the time was holding and we were wanting to take some of these young moms. And these are 13, 14, 15, 16 year old girls with kids. But they're still teenagers. Yes, they made poor decisions. Yes, they have children. So we wanted to take these kids. We had people that were going to go with them to take care of the little ones mm-hmm. while the moms could be ministered to and be teenagers and you know do have a little fun and hear the word. And the leadership of the denomination we were a part of said uh did not allow us to take our kids. And they wow. said they said, Yo what your kids, what your youth group needs is different than what our regular church kids need
1: into the same gospel.
0: <laughs> the problem is, most of the church kids were doing some of the same thing that our youth group right. was, had done. Maybe they didn't get caught, right? Maybe they haven't paid the penalty, right? But it, whether you're a sixteen year old teen mom or an eighteen year old uh, drug dealer or gang banger, it's the same gospel that's going to set you free. That's
1: right. And see, that's what I liked about the youth group I grew up in. And if Anthony was here, he could uh, testify to that. Our youth group. Had an age limit from 10, not be 13, but start off at 10. And with gold, we had some people 24, 25 years old still coming in youth. Oh, they're too old for that. Well, those were the next ministers of the gospel that, you know, even if they come, they helped out with the youth that was there. And in that circumstance, I wouldn't see why you wouldn't let a teen mom come with uh come to youth rally and look if y'all had people there to help it wouldn't have bothered nothing and they would have got ministered and helped grow help raise their young child
0: and that was that was the issue that we had that, that there someone decided that the needs of a teenage mom was different than everyone at all the the traditional church kids that looked right and dressed mm-hmm. right but weren't acting right and it's like i said it's the same gospel that transforms a teen mom right. as Uh, that transformed each and every one of us. Yeah, It's the same gospel.
1: And, and bringing up to the point, you just said that some, some teens look a lot, look Christian others. They don't look at all working at JSM. One day I was clocking out and was in the time of youth. uh, It was time of the youth conference and look props to brother Gabe and props to everyone over there. They do a great job and being part of that ministry, being part of housekeeping and, Seeing what goes on the background at these conferences, there's a lot of stuff going on. That a lot of people, a lot of people go in there. and They think, oh, the place is nice and clean. It's uh, yeah, the lights are working, the sound boards. All everything. All there's a lot of work that goes into the oh, background absolutely. to show that. But um, I was clocking out and I saw a young man coming down from the stairs and look, blonde hair, earrings, had look looked like he just got out of a a gang war. Right. And I looked at that, and I told somebody, "I said, man, I said some of these kids are only here just to, just to be. Uh, their parents send them here, or they just here to have fun." That night at the altar, the Lord told me turn. When I turned, I saw that young man kneeling down, praying and weeping, and asking the Lord, and the Lord said, "Go pray for him." Now in my, in my confusion in my I'm admitting, I looked at and I was like, oh. I went and do it. And when I got up, the Lord told me, don't judge a book by its cover.
2: Yeah. I had that same thing happen <laughs> to me too. Uh, a fellow, fellow brother that I'm pretty close with, you know, I, I seen him in a, in a restaurant, you know, and, a, and because you look at somebody, maybe because they may be covered head to toe in tattoos, you would think that, you know, maybe they wouldn't live a, a right life, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, Two weeks go by, you know, watching SBN, you see that person on the front row, arms lifted high, tears rolling down their face, you know, and it's the same thing. You you can't you can't judge somebody by what they look like on the outside, no. you know. It's God sees the heart; He knows the heart of people.
1: Now, now, don't get me wrong, and that that's where we that's where I come with a point a lot with youth. You know, we go ahead and we um we tell them, look, Jesus will take you the way you are. But Jesus don't expect you to stay the way you are. There is a justification and sanctification process. That's right. When they come to the cross and exactly. they accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, and the the youth the youth today has a lot more, like we said, they got a lot more temptations. Growing up, I didn't get my first cell phone until the age of sixteen, and it was a prepaid phone. My mom and dad and them took it out every night. It was one of them old Nokia's. Right. Couldn't hardly do nothing with it. When I got my first iPhone at the age of 18, I was working, a whole new world opened up to me. These kids are getting at 10, 11, 12 years old, maybe even younger. And the devil has a lot more opportunities to target them through pornography, through um, drug habits. And they all can get that through their phone because they can all find what they can do to get those addictions filled. There's
0: more information at the touch of a button. You know, we've all got cell phones in our hands um, that has never been available before. And it, like you said, it brings a temptation, right? It brings access, good and bad. Um, and so one of the, one of the key issues, um, uh, one of the reasons that we're here tonight is, is, you know, ministering to the youth. You grew up in the nineties and the two thousands. I grew up a couple of years before that. There's things that I face that my kids and that my kids faced, that I never thought I would have to face at school. And then you fast forward now to where the kids are today um, in high school, they're dealing with situations that, you know, used to only be talked about in secret. Mm -hmm. Now they're out there openly.
1: Yeah. Well, it goes to a point. I heard a minister say that in 1961, 1962, excuse me. um, The biggest problems in school were chewing gum, passing notes and talking in class. Those are the three biggest problems in public schools. 1963 is when the Supreme Court went ahead and took out the Bible. I think it was 1963. When they took out the Bible, uh, unwed children, rock, uh, Well, pregnant teenagers skyrocketed, right. um, violence sparked. And all these things, all the categories you never heard about went to the number one, number two, number three. And when people say, well, why that happened?", God's word and God's standard wasn't there at the school. And we see that now. Why these kids are so bad? Yeah, they got everything at the touch of their buttons. And we look, I don't mind cell phones. I have one, like I said, since the age of 16. But it's what you do with the phones. And is the word of God being preached in that home? Because unfortunately, the word of God got taken out of the country in the 1960s. But it's slowly to getting out of our homes. Cause I look at the youth now and I see this every Sunday. We're up on the the platform. We get the, we get the view of the whole church. Right. And you know that, Brother Ken. you know that Steven, when you're, when you're seeing that and I'm guilty, I look at my phone during service sometimes and look, I'm, I'm in my fault, but you're, you are seen that and there's no interest in the youth. None at all. I don't see them worshiping that much. I don't. And that's why my heart grieves for the youth. That's why, When you asked me to do this event Saturday, I jumped because my heart hungers for young people that didn't know Jesus. And I've been like that since the age of 16 when helping out in our youth group in Coda homes. And that's where, that's where we need to focus on is there's they have these temptations. They need Jesus. They need someone to lead them out of these trials and trials and tribulations and the only one that can do it is Jesus.
2: They're looking for, they're looking for, we need a, the Lord to raise up somebody to be an example, you know, you mentioned Crossfire and, and IYC, you know, and that's, that's wonderful and that's great. And they're doing some great things down there, but, but we have a whole different, whole different deal going down here, you know, and, and I think the Lord wants to raise up some people, you know, not just particularly of one church, yeah. you know, uh, we had a, a, a message come across in tongues and prophecy one morning, interpretation one morning, and, and and it, it resulted in our calling is bigger than our size. Yeah. You know, we're, we're small in number and, and most cross preaching churches are small mm-hmm. in number, you know, and and, and I, I definitely feel a, a strong desire in my heart to to unite the 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 cross preaching churches of this area to come together, to unite, to be in the unity of the faith, not just be in our doors. Yes. We supposed to evangelize our areas, but I I feel like the Lord has a, has a huge calling for this, this area in this, this place, you know, and, and it's, there's a lot of souls. There's a lot of youth. There's a lot of adult folks going through a lot of problems, you know, and, and I, I just think it boils down to, to, Having somebody be that good example, you know, it just takes one for, for the grace of God to be ruling and reigning in that life, for, for somebody that's young, that's dealing with something and to see that and for that to catch a fire in their life, you know, to carry over.
1: Well, where the scripture says it, um, I'm trying to remember, where Paul said the older men teach the young men how to live, older women teach the young women to come up and be godly mothers and stuff. And that's what a lot of people... up. I'm going to st- stretch out youth pastors don't want to be a pastor to these young pe- people. They want to be a friend.
0: Exactly. Right. And yeah. they
1: don't want to, and you said it earlier, Hey, we're going to service. Y'all go to youth. Y'all, y'all play ping pong. Y'all play pool. Y'all play the PlayStation and churches have them. Now I'm shocked that they, the games that they put into, into the youth rooms, but, and you know the the youth pastor comes and grabs a game console with him, or he plays ping pong with him, and that's great. If I was a youth pastor, I'd probably do the same thing. Which I brief time I was a youth minister. It goes to a point though, to where when are you gonna tell them the truth? Because Jesus never, never well, and he was happy. He laughed. He, we have scriptures that he laughed with the kids and stuff. But Jesus had the authority when he spoke; people listened and unfortunately a lot of youth pastors youth pastors today don't know what it is to be a pastor and to lead them into the right path they just want to be their buddy
2: yeah they, they definitely need some influence some some world, some godly influence uh i mean i, I can't stress it enough you know they it, it's it boils down to uh an example you know right. to, to being that example uh i mean churches want coffee shops in their mm-hmm. lobbies. They want to watch the worships on the screen, the big screen, you know, uh, they, they want to, they want to dim the lights. And I'm going
1: to, I'm going to top you off though. I'm going to top you uh, off a local church here and it's a prosperity church. And look, I love the past over there. Had the, had the opportunity to meet him once in this big area. And if I would mention it, y'all would know the church, but we went there for a concert and the, the young lady, I was singing was uh Jamie Grace. And if you hear her testimony and hear what she went through, amazing testimony. We went to go meet her. We're waiting in line. My wife, at the time, look, well, my wife just got married, we was about to have my little boy. She looks over to the coffee shop that they had. And she looks at it and she goes, Isaac, there's alcohol in that uh, cabinet Wow. What? <laughs> wow alcohol in the cat and in that same concert we're talking about youth now remember this is a jamie grace i think was 19 20 years old at the time she comes out and she started talking about waiting for the right one let let the lord lead you all to the right one let you know don't just don't jump into any bed and she just went all out the youth that was sitting behind us said stop talking and start singing wow Okay, she's trying to minister to the young people. Now if these were my kids, I would have slapped them. Yeah. <laughs> but it it shows where our youth is going to. They don't want to hear, don't go, don't go with that young boy. You wait for it, be pure. Um, don't drink and stuff. But drinking and the sound of these kids, they wanted some they didn't want to hear the message. They just wanted to hear the music. They wanted to be more entertained than being soaked into the word. And that's scary when churches have alcohol and allowing that into their church
2: much different from the world and, and, and then the church i mean one compromise here one compromise there there's no difference between the, the the christian man and and the the christian the the church and and the so-called clubs and the nightclubs that they have they're not they're not it, it's it's a tragedy oh. well
0: if you look at what's going on in In churches today, it's no wonder that the youth groups are in the same condition. Um, I believe that there is, you know, we we know that the the Bible tells us in the last days there's going to be a great falling away. But he also says in the last days, I'm going to pour out of my spirit. Right. And it was about five years ago. um, I was off this particular day and I was watching, uh, I believe it was Message of the Cross on SBN. Mm And Bo Sager was talking about uh, the radio station that's here in the Lafayette area. Yeah. When they first were the the process they went through to get the radio station to purchase it, what have you. Um, And if I remember correctly, he mentioned that he had a dream about the station that's here. And the Lord promised him through that dream that there's going to, there was a move of God going to take place in our area, right? That we, they were going to have to send help um, from Baton Rouge to come and minister. And now you, if you look and see what's going on, you've got, a number of churches in the Acadiana area that are, that God has raised up in the last right. five, six years, whatever it may be that are preaching the message of the cross. And I believe there's a move of God coming. I believe God's raising up young men uh, uh, like brother Stephen to minister to youth, to raise up a youth group. It may not be the, it probably won't be the biggest youth group in town. It probably won't be the coolest youth group in town. Yeah, It may not have all the bells and whistles, but uh, we're believing for the power of God to be there yeah. and the the, the the anointing of God to break the yokes. And so, you know, the Holy Ghost can do a whole lot more right. than a PlayStation right? or an Xbox. Right.
1: Well, especially the games that we have today. <laughs> the yeah. games, you know, there's no spiritual... Well, they're spiritual games, but they're not spirit, biblically spiritual to edify the believer. they distraction. Right. And, you know, you're bringing that up. Now, thinking about it, there have been a rise. Look, New Beginnings has been here for i want to say 10 to 11 years we've been in our building for six seven years i believe um we have y'all cross point in abbeville we have brother joey dugas in um in lafayette jesus worship center um we have brother
0: carrie in uh um do say in crowley crowley
1: right and then uh we got first new testament and jimmy Swire ministries in baton rouge louisiana exactly all cross Preaching churches and maybe a hundred mile radius and it's about to be powerful. Now I'm going to say this about any youth ministry to grow a youth ministry. One youth tells another youth that youth brings their brothers and their sisters. If they accept the word of the Lord and they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they go out and they say that same formula for the church. When a church needs to grow, a lot of people are like, well, why the church ain't growing? Because you're trying to entertain worldly people to come in that's why you have a lot of big churches in our area one particular church i know they have tons of people i would doubt that one third of them are safe i I believe i know so you know but if you go ahead and you get somebody to win it i'm gonna use brother stephen for example this is me and stephen never met and i win brother stephen to the lord i teach brother stephen the bible he understands it he goes to you brother kenny you you get win you come to the church that we went to, that's how you grow because you're winning souls. And that's what a youth group needs to do. They need to focus more on winning souls instead of getting young people for entertainment purpose.
2: You know, should the Lord tarry and 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 uh, and he not come for, say, 15 or 20 years, you know, and I'm looking for him each and every day, you know, I feel like we're getting close. I want to hear that trump of God. I'm ready. But but should he tarry, you know, that the youth is the future of the church. Right. You know, I mean, if, if you can't, you can't get the young people to get involved and in the, in the, to be on fire and, and hunger and thirst for righteousness and holiness and, and, and the word of God. I mean, what, what is the church going to look like in 15 and 20 years from now?
1: It'll be water. Uh, if it stays the same course that it's gone with the way I'm seeing it, it's going to be watered down, unfortunately. Because in my experience with young people today, and look, I know a lot of young people and happy go get, they got their whole life to go ahead of them they but i've seen kids that have grown up in church start falling away because unfortunately we have to have jobs we have to work to make right. a living for our families and i'm not i'm not immune to that i did that growing up at 18 years old when i got my job i start you know start hearing your coworkers say dirty jokes you start hearing your coworkers start flying words ends up and you have to say lord forgive me if you do it, but at the same Lord, keep me away from it. Lord, purify my ears. And look, I'm not perfect. I made mistakes growing up at the age of eighteen. I hope anybody listening to this podcast will think, oh, he's holy. No, I'm not holy. I'm just I made
0: mistakes today. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we all fall short. Yeah, we, we all fall short. Consistently.
1: So, but that that's where it comes to the point of us saying that look, we're not we're not more perfect than anybody else in the in this world. But at the same time as young people, we need to get remember that we're seeing things that we need to say lord purify our heart but back to that look i see young people that that is falling away and they're watering down what their parents taught them um movies are a prime example there might be some things that my parents didn't let me see and i saw them you get what i'm saying so i th- why my parents did that i'm gonna watch that movie or i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that we have different belief systems but a lot of the youth today is watering down fundamentals of the gospel of Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. they, You know, Satan, Satan's a dirty player, man. And, oh, yeah. and it's, uh, and he comes in little bits at a time and, and it's, he's an expert fisherman. And, and if he could get you distracted, I mean, just to turn your head to the right, I'm talking just a little bit, you know, he'll start that very slow reel, you know, and, and, and keep you. So maybe not three months maybe not eight months, maybe not even a year from from where you were a year ago, two years down the road, you, you end up so far off the course, right. it's it's unreal. You know, uh, I mean, I, I used to drive crew boats and, and we'd have a heading, I'd drive 270 degrees for 90 miles. And I say, if I drove 281 degrees, you know what I'm saying? And I kept it for 90 miles, by the time I got to where I was going, I'd be probably 40 miles off course. You know, and that's kind of how Satan plays, and, right. and and what we're what we're not seeing is is the gospel being proclaimed to these young no. people. So so when Satan comes in and and he gets these young people and he and he pulls them away, you know they don't they don't know the the grace and the mercy of the Lord. They 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 uh they just they just fight they just fade away, you know. And it's it's a it's a losing battle. They're fighting a losing battle because they don't they don't understand that the victory is theirs. You know, we, we stand, we walk by faith, not by sight, right. You know, and, uh, and, and that's what the Lord's wanting to do. He's wanting to raise up some people to install that message to these people for when, for when those times come, they know, Hey, look, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm going to fall short, but you know, I've got grace and I've got mercy extended to me by faith in what Christ has done, you know, and, and the, the fight that we need to fight is the fight of faith. Yep. That's the only fight. The battle is the Lord's. He's going to fight for you. You know, like he told the, <clears throat> the Israelites, whenever uh, they come to the Red Sea, stand still, see the right. salvation of the Lord and, and I will fight for you, you know? And uh, th- these young people, they just, they have no idea because I mean, like you said, there's too many games and, and, and they're not being taught the power of God, which is the
1: message of the cross. All right. Now, Brother Kenny, I got a question to ask you while Brother Stephen was talking about that. He was talking about you know, God's raising a man, you mentioned it earlier, and that's true in the church. Should parents of the youth participate in their spiritual growth as well? Because growing up, I know a lot of family did it. Oh, y'all going to youth? Great. And when they get home, yeah, they heard a great message, but it might not be a week or two weeks before they go back to youth or go back to church. And there's, the family is not... I say established but they might the parents might know the gospel but do you think that they're showing it to their kids or bringing it out more to their kids and living a lifestyle or helping their kids live a lifestyle in the
0: i'll put it this way if the parents are not backing up in their life what's being taught in the church is going to be detrimental right if they're not you know a lot of the kids today are, are coming you know many of our kids are probably coming from uh are. uh single-parent homes, some right. are traditional two-parent homes, some are, you know, godly homes. Uh, so you, thankfully, that the grace of God is there no matter what situation you are coming through. But right. if, you know, I was raised, uh and my mom, dr- I had a drug problem growing up. My mom drugged me to church every time
1: mm-hmm.
0: the doors were open. Now, I was rebellious. I didn't get saved till I was 17. I made a whole lot of mistakes uh, up until then. When I got saved, I was a... a, a drunk and used drugs. When I was when, at 17, I was a, I was a drunk and alcoholic. Um, and God delivered me and transformed me. I knew the gospel. I was raised in church. I knew that if I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I was to die, I'd go to hell. I'd split hell wide open. Yeah. Uh, and so now, you know, later at that point I got saved later, got married, raised a family. Uh, and I, so I know the importance that, that if a, a church is, or a youth group, a youth ministry is ministering to the young people that it needs to, the, the ideal situation is mm-hmm. if there is a, when they're at home, that, that seed that got planted on Wednesday night or whenever the service was right. is helped along. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of young people that are, they may be the only Christian in the house. They yeah. may be the only Christian in their class. Right. Um, but if it's incumbent upon parents to assist the ministry of the church and whoever is, is ministering to their kids, it's important that we uh, help them and encourage them and allow that seed to be planted. Find, ask the kids, what's going on? What did you, what happened in youth? Mm-hmm. What, you? know, What did, what took right. place? What did the preacher preach on?
1: Getting to refresh on it.
0: Yeah. And then. Uh, to to lift up the ministries in front of, right the kids. You know, you got a good youth pastor. You got a, you know, you're going to a good church. Whatever it may take to uh, encourage them, or the youth pastor, or the pastor, perfect, far from it. Yeah, but to encourage the young people, if at all possible. You know, you're you're a product of a Christian home, right? And you're where you are today because your parents, more right. than likely, assisted, helped, right. uh, encouraged you along your path. Amen. So, yeah.
1: So, that and that, that's because I grew up, and the reason I ask that is because uh, a lot of people did that with my youth pastor and my former pastor. Some would go on with the kid. They call the pastor, the youth pastor, say, hey, what happened to my kid? And you're like, what do you mean? And they, well, he's this, this, and this. And you're like, you didn't notice? And they, and the next word, well, you're the pastor. You should have taught them.
0: You, and, the and youth that, pastor's man. got an hour, <laughs> two hours a week. <laughs> yeah, Mom and Dad, you've got them the oh, rest of the time, uh,
1: right? Right, and that's that's why I brought that up. It's just I, I see I don't see a lot of more. I don't know, like my kids are still four and two years old, so I haven't got to that stage yet. But growing up, I you know I see a lot of lot of young people do that. All oh, my family don't really care about me, and that and that's where to your point, we need to keep these kids. You know, we need to. Help these kids grow and they're develop, and just not leaving up to the youth pastor.
0: Exactly. So, the, the youth pastor isn't going to fix everything.
1: No, it's just, and like you said, this an hour a week really don't help. Because uh, look, we do this podcast close to an hour every week, and if people just focus on us for a week, it's not gonna it's not gonna help your spiritual growth. This helps your spiritual growth. That's what a youth group does. It helps, but you got to walk your own life, and you have to walk according to what God says. And look, i admire the young people that that know the Lord and they're the only Christian in the house. That's hard. Absolutely. Like you said, I grew up in a Christian home and my family helped me with my walk every day of my life while I lived in this house. And it just, it, um, it, it, you know, it, it just hurts me to see young people fighting that. So,
2: but, uh, yeah, this, this process, man, it, it, it takes time, you know, it takes, it takes hearing it, and hearing you know, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God, you know, it, it, it takes, it takes just hearing it and hearing it yep. and hearing it, you know, uh, it, it, it's gotta get to where it sounds like a broken record, you know, before it drops from your head down into your heart, you know, and, uh, it, it's important though, you know, that, that the young people get it. it it's important, but, but man, there's that's just too many distractions these days with these phones and the games you know it, it, it's it's we live in a fast pace of we yep. want it right now type of world we live you know? in a
1: microwave society
2: exactly you know there there's no uh there's no patience you know uh and and things with god you know it, he, he he wants to develop patience in us right you know and it's gonna take time you know uh it, it i can't i can't stress it enough you know it's all it just falls back to to somebody being a good example, you know, because there's so many bad examples everywhere you look, you know, even in so-called Christian churches, there's just so many bad examples. Uh, Some are, some are sent and some just went, you know, and uh, that, that shouldn't be the case. I mean, if, if, if you've got a calling on your life to to preach the gospel, whether it be to anybody, children, youth, grown folks, I mean, that should be your main focus is is installing and educating yourself with as much of the word as possible, you know, because uh, if you get distracted too easily, it's it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to do what you're you're called to do, you know. But uh, it's it's about being a good example. We gotta set a good example for somebody, and hopefully, somebody will see the grace and mercy, like I said yeah. earlier, ruling and reigning in your life, and and understanding realize that that they need that same grace and mercy in their life as right. well. You know, and and that's how we're going to get through is by the Lord's grace and his mercy, because we'll never make it on our own.
1: So, guys, we we went ahead and we talked about uh, a lot of problems we brought up in this conversation of uh, churches that are not preaching. They just want to be fun. We talked about parents. We talked about everything uh, surrounding youth as ministers of the gospel. What helps our youth to get out of those slumps of, you know, we might have young people come and they come from mega churches or prosperity preaching churches and they have installed their certain doctrines and certain things that they have in their their life. As ministers, how do we approach a youth and get them to the centerpiece?
2: you know, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So, so I think our main concern would be is, is, is to lift Jesus up and and to preach about what he's done and and to focus and put our faith in that, you know, and, and, and just get the power of God moving in the heart of the life of an individual, you know? Uh, I mean, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So, so with that being said, I mean, we, we just got to, we just got to preach it and, and install that seed, install that that message, man, and, and just believe God's going to give the increase and he's going to get the glory for it. You know, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's got to take a desire and a want to by the person as well. To, right. You know, it, it, it no matter how good or anointing the, the preaching may be, you know, the, the person who's receiving the message has to want to receive the message and they have to want to follow the Lord as well.
0: I think one of the things I look back in my life, I was raised in a church, and in granted it was a couple of years ago, um, <laughs> but the church I was raised in that I came, that I grew up from probably five or six years old up until high school when I just decided I wasn't going to go to church anymore, and you were not going to make me. Um, our church was one of the largest in our town. Uh, had a lot of the money. Had a lot of. It was. It would be probably an equivalent to what we would think of as a prosperity word of faith church okay. today in, in, in doctrine and, in, in, uh, watering down of the gospel. Uh, and it, it came out of a full gospel church to begin with. But, uh, when I was 17, I won't go into all the details, how I ended up, but I, I ended up in a, a, a smaller Pentecostal church. I had one experience in a Pentecostal church a few years before. Um, and I uh, was visiting a family member and, they were in revival and we went every night to this Pentecostal and it was a Pentecost, it was a Pentecostal church. I mean, they was shouting and the power of God was moving. And I told the Lord then I said, when I get saved, this is what I want. And I wasn't ready to get saved yet. <laughs> I wasn't ready, saved? but this is what I want. Never experienced it. Fast forward about four years. I walk into a, a, uh, this Pentecostal church. Um, and one of the first things that drew me was the, the anointing on the music. i I'm not a, a a musician. I sing a little bit, but music ministers to me. And there was anointing on the music, but there was a the power of God was in that church. Yeah. And the love of these little blue-haired ladies would come up, and I'm 17 years old in skin-tight Wranglers and a belt buckle as big as a garbage can in front. You know, and given I'm guessing, my age I'm away. That was the style. That was the style back that then. Was the style back then. <laughs> um, and you know they would look at you and these blue haired ladies that never seen you would hug you and say, we love you. You love me. You don't even know me. Mm -hmm. If you did, I don't think you'd love me. (laughs) Um, and I, you know, we started attending, me and my best friend started attending. Um, and and I I will share this. It's not a bad idea. The reason he was going to that church is his girlfriend's mama went to church there Mm -hmm. and he told this boy that was taking his daughter out. I said, if you want to take my daughter out on Friday or Saturday night, you you're going to be to in church. church on Sunday morning. He said, all right. Well, he was my best friend and, and we all three ended up hanging around together, gotten a lot of trouble together, but uh, he started going to this church. And he, uh, he, he told me at school one day, he said, man, can't, you've got to go to this church. He said, you ain't going to believe what's going on. <laughs> he said, this is nothing like you've ever seen. I said, what? He said, It's just good. I said, the music is good. And he says, it's so I went and I went a few times and a revival came, and uh, we had a, a, an evangelist come through that preached the gospel, and I went and, and got saved. And um, I, to ant- the long way around, I went the long way around the mountain to answer your question. The thing that transformed me was the power of God. Right. I came out of a church that was, you know, kind of whatever you do in secret, that's okay, mm-hmm. as long as you come show up and yeah,
1: you pay your tithes and you you, just, you, you go good. You pay
0: your dues. You you know you you look good. You and, and you, you know, you can be part of our, our club. Um, but when I, when I first really sensed the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of God tra- began to transform my life and began to do the work in my life, I knew that that is what I needed. And I was a senior in high school and God began to do a work in my life. I made a lot of mistakes. I wouldn't, when I got saved, I didn't turn the perfect switch on. I, I still had a lot of rough edges. The Lord had to work out and he's. Thirty something years later, he's still working those rough edges out. <laughs> uh, he's finding more and more all the time. That's the problem. But it was to me, it was the power of God, the anointing of the yeah. Holy Spirit that that said this is the difference between that dead traditional church that I came out of and where I am today. You it saw, may not be as big, but it's the power of God.
2: You mm-hmm. saw something that was real. It was real. You saw something that was real. I felt something that was oh, real. and it's very real. We feel Amen. it often.
1: Amen. Well, the practices that we've had yes. leading up to this event, and I told y'all uh, last Saturday or Friday it was, mm-hmm. I said, look I, and look, I played music since the age of 13. I've learned how to play the guitar when the age of 10, and look, the Lord has just blessed me Being some talented worship teams And look, the first time we practiced You were there, Brother Kenny It was rough It was horrible It was horrible But as we got along More and more practices We got better And look, I thank the Lord That we've found our stride But Especially the last four practices We come out And we hit a certain amount of songs That's why I know the Lord Told me to do that particular list Those particular Those songs the Holy spirit fell in practice. Now we don't have nobody around us listening. Well, granted maybe a couple of the spouses and some of the kids, but we don't have a, we didn't have a a audience there or a congregation there, but we let the power of God move in that practice. If we let the power of God move in that, in the event Saturday it's going to be wide open, but that the power of God has to be there. And I agree with everything you just said and you too, brother. Steven. It's, it's amazing what the Holy Spirit can do and that's where our power comes from.
0: If we don't have the Holy Spirit. We don't have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Close the building up. Close the right. event up. Sell donuts out of the place.
1: Right. It's just, a, it's just a... A glorified Kiwanis Club. Right. A community center. Yep. That's, that's all it is. So um, as we, we ending our, we get to the end of our podcast, let's talk more about our, our event this Saturday. Um, that's a testimony in itself. Because, um, four, four people from, uh, four, uh, five to six people from four different churches teamed up to do the worship team. And, uh, I'm proud to, I'm proud to, to help y'all out in this event and kick off y'all youth ministry. I love youth ministry. And it sounded like a good idea, but now that it's finally coming, look, I believe the devil's trying to stop us. We fought opposition. We, we I'm fighting it right now. And I think that we, as believers, we're going to take a stand of faith and say, look, it's going to happen. The Lord's going to move. But this event, as your youth group moves forward, what are y'all seeking for going forward and how y'all, how y'all going to do your youth ministry?
2: Well, I mean, we're going to, we're going (laughs) to preach the gospel to them. You know, the message of the cross, uh, I'm, I'm praying about some things. I believe the Lord's going to, going to, uh, going to do some things and we're going to see some some meetings in some other churches and right. some other youth groups as well you know I, i'm believing the lord wants to to do that to get our young people involved with with other young people you know to show them hey look it, you're not the only ones that's that's wanting to 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 gather and hear the word of god and to worship you know and you're not the only ones you know because when, when you get these kids together and, and they see, you know, it, it, it'll kind of, it helps strengthen their faith. You know, it's, it's always easier to believe around believers, right you know? And, uh, I think that's what makes camp meetings so special. Right. You know, you, you, you've got thousands of, of believers. I mean, the Lord shows up in an almighty way. So, I mean, you, you, you definitely don't leave the same when you, as you came from a camp meeting, but, uh, i mean our youth meetings and stuff like that i don't think we're gonna see a, a camp meeting size deal but i i definitely look to to get involved with with some other churches you know and uh and do some things you know and and not like i said i i believe we're gonna we're gonna be doing some outreach in the in the future with these other churches you know it's it's not re- necessarily about our church or, or this church or that church it's about jesus it's Amen. about lifting him up and, and seeing souls saved in this, in these last days to, to build the kingdom, you know, because I mean, it is God's will that none should perish.
1: Amen. And this Saturday, we, uh, the, it starts at five. Yes. Yeah,
2: at five o'clock. Starts, starts at, at five,
1: five. And, uh, well, I am mean, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to, to get going and, um, uh, get ready to praise the Lord. Like I said, in the practice, this has been amazing with the worship team. And, uh, you, you feel the Lord give you a message and, uh, get ready to minister. Yes sir. No, no, the Lord the Lord might move to where we in there. We if you if we're in there until midnight, you don't mind, huh? That's going to be all right. <laughs> we praising the Lord. Ain't no time so. limit
2: when the Lord shows up and the spirit starts moving. The last thing we want to do is tell him, "Hey, you got to go. We ready to go." That's <laughs> that's not what we're about. No, we we want to see people come and be ministered to and and you know that we all have needs and and we want to see the people come in and and see their needs met. You know, mm-hmm. we just want to see God pour out his spirit amongst the people you know, this event is open to all ages. It's not all just necessarily, that. you know, a youth deal. We're going to have recycled teenagers. We're going to have, we're going to have some, some middle-aged folks, some younger folks, you know, uh, and, and we just going to come together, man. And we just want to praise the Lord. And, Amen. And, cause I mean, we love him out there in Abbeville and, and the people that's going to show and, you know, they're going to have a love for the Lord as well. Otherwise they wouldn't show up, you Amen. know, and, uh, we, we just want to, glorify Jesus and, and what he's done, you know, because he's done a lot in my life. He's brought me a long ways. He could have left me alongside the road dead and, and, and in the ditch somewhere or a prison cell. That's where I should be. But, but, but God, you know, he showed up and, and he had a plan for my life, you know, and I had to say yes to answer to that plan. And it's not an easy deal to, to say yes to God, because you never know how he's going to use you and when he's going to use you in which way, you know, uh, It's a process. It's a long process. You know, you got to seek him continually seek him. You know, if, if, if you get with man and and you, you seek man out and, and his effort, you know, he'll mold you into the image that he would want you to be. No, we don't want to mold anybody into my image. I'm just a bum, you know, (laughs) it's the Lord, you know, that, that we want to, you know, it's, it's, it's in the image of, of Jesus is, is what God's trying to get us in his image. And, uh, we just want to tell people and, and see that happen, you
1: know. The main focus is Jesus Christ and what he did at the cross. Amen. Absolutely. That's, Amen. That's what so, it's all
0: about. Uh, we want to make sure everyone knows where we're going to be. Um, our address, Crosspoint Church, is 1631 South State Street. If you're coming from the Lafayette area, come down Johnson Street, 167. Uh, when you get it to the first light in Abbeville, turn right, cross the bridge, turn, or turn left, cross the ridge, turn right, right there at Burger King, McDonald's, go down state street. We're a couple of three or four miles down there. You'll zig and zag through town. Uh, but you'll see us. We got, a, uh, just before you get to the stop sign, uh, they're going towards Perry. Easy to find. You need, uh, any more information, look us up on Facebook, uh, cross point church in Abbeville. And, uh, our, our website is cross dash P O I N T E cross point dot church. And, uh, that gives you your address and and all the information you may need to uh, come find us. We look forward to having uh, everyone there and welcome them. And, uh, you know, we're in troubled times. Things are, you watch the news. There's a whole lot of crazy stuff going on 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 the outside. Uh, The world's gone crazy, but we're here to lift up the King of Kings. Amen. Amen. amen.
1: And I'm going to say this about, um, about this Saturday. As Brother Kenny just said, we are living in times of fear. And this panic and everything that's going on in the sun. Do we take this uh this epidemic seriously? Yes, I do. But we at the to. same time, I am living by faith. I'm wa- I'm believing the report of the Lord. Amen. Right. The Bible says, "For we are not given the spirit of fear, but we are given power, love, and a sound mind." He also said, "If you are sick, and if there's people sick that's listening to this podcast, by His wounds." We are healed. He went to the cross, just not for your salvation, but for your healing, to overcome fears, to overcome everything that you're going through. So if you put your faith in Christ and what he did at the cross, you're you you, you you're going to be good. And look, hey, the Bible never said we wouldn't go through hard times. But if it is Saturday, pray and ask the Lord. Look, if you're feeling sick, well, we have no choice. You have to stay home. But use living, wisdom. Use wisdom, right. So. If you're not feeling feeling bad, and you think you know, say Lord, should I go? And the Lord's tugging you to go, come Saturday. Meet Brother Stephen, meet Brother Kenny, and meet myself. And we're also gonna have a few guys from the podcast. Brother Anthony's coming. Uh, my parents are coming, so we have a lot of. It's, it's not a youth rally, as Brother Stephen said. It's a, it's a youth rally, but don't let the word youth throw you off.
0: They're letting me show up, so, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a couple years beyond youth ministry. But,
1: but Ken, Brother Kenny, we can't. <laughs> We can't help it. You got the key. I got the key. <laughs> <laughs> you got the key that is a privilege <laughs> of having the keys. <laughs> so, key. But uh, look, guys, thank you all for coming well, out for again us. tonight. Yeah, thanks I, for having I really us. enjoyed y'all being here. And uh, maybe next time, Brother Daniel, Brother Anthony will be able to join yeah. us. And great. we have a, a good conversation with some brothers in the Lord. And um, we can't wait for Saturday. I, I can't wait. I'm, I can't wait. All right, guys, we want to thank you all for coming out to coming and listening to us tonight uh we're blessed every time that you go ahead and go on itunes or you go on google or you go on spotify and you go ahead and look at our podcast and listen to it it helps us out we're doing some things um coming up uh which we're gonna announce pretty soon uh we're just doing some things at the work god's uh god's put up on my heart for some new equipment keep us in prayer uh we're looking for new, new mics a board and everything right now um, uh, a lot of people come up to me and say, Hey, y'all sound good, but I believe if we're doing something for the Lord. We should give 110%. So, y'all keep uh, brothers just searching in prayer. A lot of good things are coming up. Also, keep uh, Cross Point Church in your prayers. And if you're in the Abbeville area, go check them out. They're a great church and they love the Lord and they're ready to win souls Amen. for the kingdom of heaven. And New Beginning Fellowship Church, also in Broadbridge, Louisiana, 519 Parkway Drive. Our church is going through some things right now. Keep us in prayer. And uh, this pray for wisdom. Brother Brandon is a good minister, and he's uh waiting to hear from what the Lord is going to do. So we just thank you all tonight. And uh, remember, if you have any questions on the event or anything that's going on, if you have a question biblically about Bible prophecy or something like that, send us a message through Facebook or our email address, IL777Romans1013 at yahoo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you.